Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast in day 194 in our journey through the Bible. Usually, and especially early on, I was covering some of the books, whatever we'd come to, I'd talk about it, and I think I've let a few pass. So we're going to go back, cover a couple small minor prophets, one major prophet, let's get started. Once again, welcome back, friends. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying your summer. It's a nice, hot day. I'm upstairs in my office looking down at a pool full of my boys and my nephew swimming on this hot day. And I hope that you're doing well and staying cool. Hope you're doing well in the Bible reading. Several of you have been following along. I haven't been checking. You know, you can go on that app and you can hit the little check button and see who's been reading. It's not always accurate, but you can see who it is. My daughter caught me the other day, though. When I missed today, she said, Dad, I noticed you didn't get yesterday. So some people are watching, but I did make it up. And uh, today, at least as of when you could first listen to this, we'll be on day 194. So hope you're doing well. Hope you're sticking with it. We're getting to some tough parts. We just, we, we've, uh, We've, we've been in the Kings, which we're still in the Kings, but the Kings encompass so much more because you have the prophets that would come and prophesy. In the Kings, we have the Northern Kingdom. Remember I said that they're always bad. All their Kings were bad. In the Southern Kingdom that had some good Kings. And then you had these prophets, some of them minor prophets, some of them we call major prophets, not because of who they are, although we're going to see like two opposites of the spectrum today but because of the size of their the book that they wrote. And so today we're going to look briefly at Isaiah, who was considered a major prophet and wrote, I think, 60-some chapters in this book. It's one that is taking us a long time to get through. And to be honest with you, it's always one of my weak spots. It's all There's some great passages in it, but it is always one of my weak spots. And then we're going to cover Amos, a minor prophet, and then Jonah, probably the most famous of the minor prophets, and those are three that we read through. So let's just start, pick up real quick here in Isaiah. And I want to talk a little bit about his background. Uh, of course, written by Isaiah himself. Uh, and he he's very good. I read one person said he's one of the most polished writers of the Bible. And just the human penman. You understand when I say that? God inspired men. And the, the word of God is God and the Holy Spirit's the author. But he worked through the human personalities and talents. And we're going to see the two opposites of the spectrum. Because we got Isaiah, who was a man of some class, and he was a man that was a very gifted writer, not that the next one I'm going to say is not. And then you have Amos, and I'm going to talk about him in a minute, very poor man. But Isaiah was a major prophet. He would write very detailed about the dates in which he was writing. And some of the prophets, some other prophets that would be contemporaries of his would be like Hosea. I love the minor prophet Hosea. Uh, Micah's got some good good chapters in Micah as well. They also wrote during the time period of Isaiah. And so it's always important, and I've had some people when I used to teach through some of this come back with some feedback that it really helped them because a lot of times when we look at the Bible, we go Genesis to Revelation, and we look at that as the timeline. But we're in Kings, but actually some of the prophets, that we're, you know, Isaiah's coming into play during Kings because he lives in the same time period. You're going to see Micah come into play and Hosea. All of this stuff is happening at the same time. They may be 
they may be hundreds of pages apart in your Bible, but they're happening at the same time period. And it's important to know. So Hosea was around during Isaiah's time, Micah, some others. But Isaiah, when he wrote, he wrote his prophecy mainly to the southern kingdom, Judah. Remember, southern kingdom is the one that had the, the best kings. They were all great. They had the best kings. But he mainly wrote to the southern kingdom of Judah. But he also did write some to the northern kingdom of Judah and to all the Gentile nations that would listen. So he was trying to, he was kind of encompassing everybody, but mainly to the southern kingdom. One of his main reasons to write was really to show how serious God is about his covenants. And he wanted to give hope to his people about the future. And that's why we see a lot of prophecies in Isaiah that were fulfilled in Jesus. We Often around Christmas time, we hear some quoted about the Virgin Mary and things like that. That was taken from Isaiah. A lot of prophecy in Isaiah looking for a future hope for his people. Uh, one theme that could, depend on who you read, people say different things about themes, but arguably you could say he's talking about judgment and he's talking about salvation, which a lot of these prophets did. He uh, Some key words as you're reading them through here, one passage I already noticed as I was listening to my devotions, but the word woe comes up quite a bit. The word remnant, the word salvation, the word redemption, the word glory, all of these words will come up. But Isaiah was a major prophet. He's known as a messianic prophet, meaning that he gave a lot of prophecies in this of the coming Messiah. Uh, and he's, it's, this book is just jam-packed. There's going to be parts of it you're reading, you're like, this. I, I don't know where I'm at. It's struggle. And that's okay. Don't get discouraged. Don't quit. Keep moving on. You may get it next year as you read through it or the year after. Um but there's going to be some great parts. When you get to Isaiah 53, slow down a little bit. Isaiah 53 is just a great passage. It's a prophetic passage about what was going to happen to our Messiah. But it is the passage, if you're ever witnessing to a Jewish man or woman, Isaiah 53, to show what the, the Messiah would, would go through and then compare that to what Jesus went through. Um, good passage. So, Isaiah, we cover, we're, we're reading him. We'll get back to him. It's going to take us some time to read through this. It's a long book, but uh, we, we've read that. We also, as I mentioned, we have read through, we are reading through currently Amos. It's a minor prophet because the message wasn't as long as some of these major prophets like Jeremiah and Isaiah. But uh, Amos was written from, obviously, a man named Amos. He was from a small town of Tekoa. Amos was unlike a lot of the other minor prophets, though, because he was a poor shepherd, just a poor shepherd. But God called him to prophesy to Israel. And so you have this man who's a, who, who is a, just a poor shepherd, but God is using him. And then you have another guy, Isaiah, very gifted, very talented, not saying that Amos wasn't, but just different ends of the spectrum, but God is using each one. Amos wrote around 760 BC. He was a contemporary of Jonah, who I will talk about briefly next, and also Hosea. Um, he was Amos was living in the southern kingdom, but he was writing to the wealthy, oppressive people of the northern kingdom, which is an interesting because they didn't get along the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom very well. And he's a prophet writing from one, writing to the other, which is which is a big deal. What, why was he writing this book? Well, 
he was calling this northern tribe of Israel to repent of their sins, specifically the materialistic mindset and nature that they had, which can be a lot like America today. So the same theme, judgment, is going to come up towards the northern kingdom. Talking about social injustice, he's going to talk about materialism in this. Some key words are judgment, covenant, righteousness, nations. But Amos, just a Paul, a poor shepherd boy, but he, a shepherd boy, almost like I'm talking about David again, but, um, but God wanted to use him, this common man. And, and that ought to be just encouraging to us that we sometimes we feel like we have to have this degree or this level of understanding of the Bible in order to even be able to witness to somebody or to be able to teach a class. No, you, the, as one person said, the best ability you need to have is availability. You got to be available to be used by God. Sure, you want to grow. Sure, you want to challenge yourself. But you need to be available. And Amos was, and God used this young, poor shepherd boy to be a prophet to his northern kingdom. And then the last one I'll just talk about briefly was um, Jonah. I think most of you, if you have breathed at all, you know of a man named Jonah, Jonah and the whale or the great fish. Uh, Jonah was written by a prophet. In, uh, he was a was a prophet, sorry, of the northern kingdom. And his he was a contemporary of Amos, who we just talked about, Hosea, who's come up multiple times. So I'm assuming in my mind, I haven't looked ahead, we're going to be reading Hosea pretty soon, which is a good book. But um, he, he was writing to actually the, the city of Nineveh. And its main audience, though, even though it was the city of Nineveh, which was one of the top enemies of Israel, even though he was writing to them, still the Israelites would be reading this, and it was for them as well. Jonah was written to show the salvation and God's mercy towards the Gentiles. And the theme here, kind of running from God, theme, I think, I, I just reading down through my notes and seeing you know, about running from God and revival. But I think a theme that we forget about in this book, because we're so focused on Jonah getting swallowed by a great fish, one of the themes we forget about is just God's mercy. That these Ninevites that were enemies to God's people, that were wicked, that were murderers, God loved them. God wanted to show mercy. God wanted them to know his grace. And Jonah, who should have been a I mean, taking everything he had. I mean, you're called to be a preacher of the gospel. And he wasn't even, he was so mad that he had to preach to these people and that they could repent. Sad book, really, when you think about it. A very sad book. But so some common themes in here. Uh, we talked about revival, God's mercy, running from God. Um, he's, he's writing to these Ninevite people. Very wicked, very um, just... They, they, let me just say this. I'm trying to hurry because I hear kids coming inside and uh, I don't want them getting distracted here. But but one of the things about these Ninevites, I heard that they were so wicked and so scared. They would skin a lot. They would skin their enemies after killing them and hang their skins on the walls. And God sent Jonah to those people and said they need the gospel. Just amazing, God's mercy. And so... Um, those are three that we've read through. We're, we're currently in Amos. We're reading parts of Isaiah as well as we're marching through these different kings and now hearing some of the prophets and their messages to God's people, the northern kingdom Israel, 
in the southern kingdom Judah, what messages did God have for them? Many of the messages were warnings about impending judgment, the need for revival, the need to repent of their sin, and to get right. And I, I don't think in our modern day, this is a debated subject we'll talk about actually soon in Romans, but I don't think God gives us those type of prophets today necessarily, but God does give us preachers and advisors and counselors that can warn us at times of some impending judgment that's coming our way or some, maybe not the judgment in the sense of prophetic kind, but some there's some warnings that if you go down this path, destruction is going to come. And we need to take heed to that. And the best instructor we have is the Spirit of God living inside of us who either approves or convicts, and then the Word of God. And that's what this podcast is all about, the Word of God. And you guys have been in it for 100 and what did I say, 94 days or something at this point. And so that's wonderful. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for uh, just being a friend of the podcast. And I look forward to being back on Sundays. We get into Romans chapter 12. We got through 9, 10, 11, some difficult ones. Getting into chapter 12, a chapter full, full of truth. I hope we have more one, more than one week in this chapter because there's no way we're going to get through this chapter in one week. So looking forward to that. Until then, have a great week. Stay cool. We'll talk to you later.